Welcome to Miami Sports Meltdown. I'm Danny Muella, joined here as always by a guapo tigre. What up? Pretty boy, Flaco on the boards. Yo. We're brought to you by Panther Coffee. Six locations in Miami to serve you. Coconut Grove, Brickle, Mimo, Little Haiti, Wynwood, and Sunset Harbor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check out Panther Coffee. Check out the Miami Sports Meltdown. All day. Welcome back, man. I guess you already are checking us out. I'm sorry. I'm rusty on this shit. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back. Thanks, man. It's good to be back. Back here in the Joel Radio Studios after a brief stint in New Orleans that will not be any briefer going forward because that is actually where I'm living. <laughs> uh, big shout out to everybody here that keeps the show running. Yeah, uh, know. Ke- keeps the meltdown going. Big shout out to Maddie Slims, Chris Emile. Not in the house right now, but Pretty Boy Flacco. I stayed loyal. <laughs> I <laughs> set that fucking watch. Hey, those Miami Heat though, Miami yeah. fucking Heat though. Yo, yo. yo. So it's, the, a, it's a good, it's good. So, yeah, you know, so the Sixers big win in. I, I believe it was in Philly. It was in Philly. Yeah, that's huge because we went to Philly already and lost. Uh, so this is our second time going in there. Now we've won, and this is also Philadelphia 76ers' first loss in their stadium this season. Oh, and they're oh, in the, really yeah, and their arena, in their arena. I mean, yeah, we got we was got, you know that's funny. That's because the arenas, the courts, like the different vernacular. Like I, sometimes a lot of people on the show in general say, "Oh yeah, he makes a lot of good passes." I'm like, he throws passes. <laughs> he doesn't make them. What does he create? He's not in the lab with this kind of shit. These things He's are. Like, there you go, cleaning it up. It's not a tangible thing. Once the throw is done, it's gone. Se acabó. Se acabó, bro. Se okay. Ahí está. Ahí está. Acabó la mierda, bro. Miami Sports Melton here with a guapo tigre. What's up, dude? Bro, New Orleans is funny because people still give a shit about their football team, and and they don't give a shit about the basketball team. Oh, okay. I want to. These are things I want to ask you. Like living out there. Yeah. Any pregame rituals before the football games that we should know about, and the basketball games, like. Uh, okay. Well, everyone disappears. Okay. Before when the Saints game is happening, there is no one in the street. You could, you know, you know, like in Die Hard, Die Hard Three, when the when he realizes that the, the whole thing is going down because the kids like, hey, there's no cops around. You can drop City Hall, like, <laughs> like that's that's what happens. <laughs> and it clicks. Oh shit, shit bro, oh, they're damn. robbing City Hall, like. <laughs> This fucking kid. <laughs> you got it, bro. John McClain don't know shit. Samuel Jackson trying to help him out. It, was that Samuel Jackson's breakthrough yeah. role? I, I guess that was his role. That, that was the him. big one, right? That's the big one that brought him into like a, like the, a bigger audience. Because, no, wait. Because he was Pulp Fiction already. Yeah, but that was more of like a cult film. You feel me? He was right. in that. I'm right. talking about like a wide, like this is like America, prime time, America, blockbuster heat, Irish cop in New York, exactly. <laughs> City Hall. Well, that's how it is in New Orleans. Like no one is around, and you walk into one of these places, and they are living and dying off every play. And I'm saying this, I'm like, yeah, that's what sports are. I'm like, not if you're a Dolphin fan. Every, every, this is how you react to every Dolphins play. <sighs> Um. Oh, that wasn't good. That's pretty much most of them. That's most of the Dolphins' plays. And when they do something like Devontae Parker does something cool, you're like, all right. Oh, That's I, it. That's it. It's me- tepid and disappointed. That's it. I got to ask you because um, I was DJing a holiday party for a former Miami Dolphin player. Name drop. Uh, Bowie or Bo? Oh, um, fucking. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll look and it up. And he also anyway. played for Kansas City. Oh, Sam Madison. No, no. Was oh, uh, Patrick Sertan? Something with the B-O. It's like Bow Bo Island, he called it. Okay. Mansion. Well, it's a huge Davy. 
because he's always in Davie. Because anyone with money down here is in Davie, right? No, nah, it's just like he was a football player and he like lives in Davie. I guess it makes sense. Well, because they also have their um, the training facilities there. Yeah, too. exactly. They're selling the house. Dwayne Bow. Dwayne Bow. Yeah. Wait, Dwayne Bow was on the Dolphins? Was he? Dwayne Bow was not on the Dolphins. He was a football player. Wait, you? Wait, you were DJing a party for at Dwayne Bow's house? Yeah, it was for like his. And, and like I, I probably saw him, but I wasn't even paying attention. Yeah. But it was like uh. It was for this. Uh, it was a holiday party for the a realty company that was trying to sell his house, because I think the house was worth like one point two million or something like that. So back in the day, me and my boy Jimmy, we would always go to the dog track, the Magic City dog track, yeah, and we would watch all the games there because this was before. You know, we didn't have any fucking money for Red Zone. It's fucking like dish and all this kind of shit and all. You know, you can't. We're not gonna get fucking dish in our house for all that. There wasn't the same Sunday ticket packages. There was no streaming and all that bullshit. So we would go to the fucking. How old do I sound? We, back in my day. <laughs> back in my day. We we went down to the dog track and this guy called the Pauly Man would host Sunday night direct ticket. Uh, the Sunday direct ticket that you can sit with a bunch of TV screens with a bunch of gambling degenerates. And watch every game. This is before they. This is my vibe. They used to have it. So before cigarette smoking. This is like I don't know, two thousand three, two thousand four. Before the big screens, they had it so you could only watch the games on the gambling screens. So people weren't betting on the dogs. They would just show up sitting in the gambling booths and watch the games individually across three seats. So you would jump from seat to seat. I got the Kansas City one on this one. I got the Buffalo on this one. I got the Dolphins on this one. And you would sit there and watch three screens that are meant for gambling on fucking dogs, and you would just watch Sunday ticket like that. The ghetto rig red zone, pretty much back then. I like that. <laughs> then you got awesome. the then you got the big screens that were put up by the Pauly man, and he'd be like, okay, I, we got trivia tonight. Home plate, whatever the fuck. We have a lot of degenerate gamblers in the house. One of these guys is a squeaky motherfucker that had for one season he had Dwayne Bow. He had Dwayne Bow, and every time Dwayne Bow would do anything, like, Dwayne Bow! Like every time. <laughs> like, like all I would hear is Dwayne Bow! And I, all right, Dwayne Bow just did something. And then there was another dude who loved the Jets and the Cowboys equally, and he would literally change outfits. One o'clock games are always the Jets, so he'd have his Jets outfit. The four o'clock games are the Cowboys. He would go to the bathroom, change, and come out in complete Cowboys regalia, sir. That's wild. And then whenever he would fucking play against someone, they were they were fucking killing, whether it be the Jets or the Cowboys. What his? It's a high school team. Every time, high school team. Dwayne Bow. That was the entire time. Just degenerate gamblers screaming about their fucking teams. Good times, man. Now everybody's isolated in their houses. No, I like this. I like this. Is like reminds me of a better time because they like you can gamble on like first of all horses. And also like the doggies case, and the dogs. You bet the ponies, bet the doggies. doggies. Huh? I, hey, because the, apparently you know we can't race dogs, but we can race horses. I don't know. I want to tell you something. Another tidbit about the. So technically, this is our Christmas episode. Merry yeah. Christmas, motherfuckers. Merry Christmas. Merry happy Christmas. Uh, Festivus for the rest of us. Uh, happy, <laughs> happy Hanukkah. Uh, solemn and dignified Ramadan. Or no, Ramadan already happened. Um, tip top tep. Did tep happen? Tep's Boxing Day. Whatever. Nah. Nah. Whatever you celebrate. Good for you, man. Happy holidays. The Meltdown, every year we have a tradition where on Spotify it looks like a lot of people are listening to us, but what actually it is is that we have an episode entitled El Burrito Sabanero Comes to Town. So every year, around October 14th or so, people are searching for El Burrito Sabanero, and what comes up is probably the legit song number one, right? Number two is like a remix or some shit. Number three is another innocuous-ass fucking El Burrito Sabanero track. And then number four is that episode of the Miami Sports Meltdown. So we have thousands of plays of abuelitas, people that don't know how to use the internet, 
people who think that at first it's just El Burrito Sabanero and then they see Miami and they're like, it's like a Miami mix of El Burrito Sabanero that I have to fucking listen to that's like a booty bass. But no, it's just our boring ass voices. Si me ven, si me ven, voy camino de... ¿Cómo? Si me ven. What's up? It's my favorite part. That's not my favorite part. It's the hug. The tukis, bro. Wait for the tukis. All right, well, let's wait. We'll talk over it anyway. But it's a tradition that every year people show up on our doorstep only to quickly run away once they hear Funny Friends by Unknown Mortal Orchestra. (laughs) Shout out our old theme song. What if there was like a trap remix of this? What if there was like there's a nice like a booty bass remix? There's a Miami bass. There is right. There's, I, it's funny because for the holiday party, I was trying to look for this song, and I'm trying to find the original. This is the original. Yeah. yeah. This is like there's so many remixes that I hate. Really, you got to comb through the remixes. Apparently, yeah. here it is. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I'm dancing around in my chair and shit. Funny thing about the Saints, too, is that Sean Payton is one of these guys who actually just hangs out in New Orleans because it's a small-ass town. And I guess he had a, a questionable call on, like, a two-point conversion or some shit. So he's at Whole Foods, and the butcher's like, hey, Sean Payton, what's up with that call? Sean Payton looks at me and goes, well, your steaks aren't looking too good. Why don't you mind your meat? Why don't you mind your friggin' meat? <laughs> now, now. I like this. I, I'm, I'm okay. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that he's kind of doing that because he's stuffing it back in your fucking face. It's like it's almost like, ah, oh, who do you think you are, or whatever the fuck? Listen, this guy works at Whole Foods and he has the audacity to call out Sean Payton, the guy who was responsible for Bounty Gate. That shit was so cool. <laughs> Speaking of one of a championship, regardless. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and by the way, I was in shout out Bounty Gate. Jonathan Vilma was on my flight over here. Ooh. It was obviously him. And I think Joe Montana was on the flight too. It was a Monday night football game. It was Colts and Saints. Oh, okay. That they have those there. So the national championship game is gonna be in New Orleans. If LSU wins it, I'm pretty sure the city's just gonna explode. Ass out, titties out. Yeah. We're going to Bourbon Street. <laughs> Oh yeah, no one, and Bourbon Street's a mess, bro. There is un, un, una peste, bro. It smells so bad on Bourbon Street all the time. Okay. You walk up on Bourbon Street, and I don't know if they do it on purpose to keep people off the street, but I don't know if they're pumping in synthetic garbage, hot fu- garbage, smell? hot garbage smell is being pumped in synthetically, like at a fucking stadium or something. Because you walk up on Bourbon Street, and like who the fuck died and then threw up on themselves? Like that's I don't know. Hey, no, no shade to where I live now. The rest of it is very lovely. Yeah. Yeah, it's just Mo- most of it. By the way, another thing I've noticed about New Orleans: every other city that's not New Orleans that borders it is their Hialeah. There's like nine Hialeahs according to New Orleans. There's Kenner, Slidell, Marrero, the West Bank in general. These are all places that if you say, "Oh, I have to go over here," they're like, "Oh, you're going to Hialeah." You know, they're going. You're going to Marrero. Good luck with that. There's Man. a place called Thibodeau. Thibodeau, and it's spelled all fucked up. I went to a place called Bogalusa, Mississippi. It's a paper mill town where one of the residents was like, yeah, they kept dumping a bunch of chemicals into the water. So we had to deal with that. And a lot of the population died off. All right. Well, how's your fucking Wednesday going? Thanks, boy. Hey, what are you doing? I'm trying to tell him to do something. 
All of the mm. background. I got Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't want to do this anymore. Miami Sports Meltdown. I'm used to just being I'm, on the phone. Yeah, it is. No, it's cool. We're playing some New Orleans stuff. This is New Orleans stuff? Yeah. Yeah, this New Orleans bounce. Oh. Big freedom, bro. Yeah. You out of breath. We ain't finished. They don't play this over there? Yeah, I've heard this kind of stuff. It's not big out there? Yeah, it is. It is. No, it is. Okay. People, pe- people get... People, this is this is the scene there. And people get really excited, but like, this is something I've always struggled with, even before I even thought about moving to New Orleans. New Orleans is like the big party city, but where are we right now? What do you mean? Where in, are we? In Miami. We're party central. Miami is yeah. like the actual party city. Like New Orleans, like for real. Like I've thought about I've thought about this even before. Again, before I thought of even moving there. No shade to New Orleans at all, but. When I when I showed up there, it's like, oh, Danny, man, this place is crazy. There's a lot of cultures here. I'm like, oh, well, you know, I'm from Miami. And like, okay, well, you know, there's a lot of partying. There's a lot of, you know, people really get into drugs, into alcohol. I'm like, okay, well, you know, I'm, I'm from Miami. It's like, well, you got to be careful. The drivers are fucking crazy out here, man. Like, oh, everyone runs on New Orleans time. I'm like, uh-huh, okay, yeah. What is, like, 10 minutes behind? Right, or some shit. And I'm like, yeah, we won't even show up. We won't call you until, like, three days later. Oh man, some shit happened, bro. Tremendo cosa que pasó el palmetto. Tu sabes, tu sabes, tu sabes. I was like, yo, man, I'm just gonna go home. I already got a ticket. Bro, you know that I was gonna come through, man, but like, I just wasn't feeling it, bro. That's it. And that's it. You know, like, in everything feels just like. So, okay, so I'm sitting around with a group of people, and they're like, oh, my God, we went to this place, right? And it was someone's birthday, right? So we're sitting there, and they bring up this bottle, and it has a sparkler on it, and it's going off, and everyone's looking at us. And then they look at me kind of like for a response. I'm like not paying attention. Oh, you mean bottle service? They're like, oh, okay, Miami. Sorry that fucking bottle service is – oh, is that what it's called? Sorry that's something that we think is – you know, it's cool. Is you're fucking bored by it because apparently you were born in highly hospital with bottle service happening around you or something. Which is true. This is a true story. Yeah. Nació el chico. Miami Sports Meltdown. Timely as always. I'm going to throw it up to a song. Remember, if you want to be featured on the Miami Sports Meltdown, I mean, I don't know. Write, mu- write music? Like, I don't know. Fucking DM you? DM us? Try. Anyway, here's Bed Scene with Vile.
It's the Miami Sports Meltdown. Brought to you on Joel Radio. We're brought to you by Panther Coffee. That's Bed Scene with Vile. I'm Danny Muella. I'm Pretty Boy Flacco. Miami, if you want to get excited about something, you get them excited about the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat have it right now. Beat the Sixers. We have in Bam, I always want to call him Bam Margera, and Bam out of bio. Bam, bam. Probably the most improved player in the NBA. And then two potential Rookie of the Year candidates, even though Kendrick Nunn is edging Tyler Hero. Who saw that coming? No one. Yeah. It's, they have their own. It's like Ebony and Ivory, baby. There are parts of this team that I'm, I'm sitting there like, I don't like Kelly Olenek, his defense, his speed. If there's something we want to get rid of, our, get rid of, you know, if we're looking at this team and we're saying, holy shit, can we make it past, I don't know, the second round? I think we can. If we make it to the Eastern Conference Championship, bro. Best, what do you see? Best team with like all around players. Because it's like our star player is officially started as a role player, two way player. But we're young. We're, we're very young. young very, yeah. very young. So unexperienced completely. And then even the guys who are a little older, like James Johnson, Goran Dragic, other than Butler, they don't really have playoff experience. No. Um, Olenek actually has playoff experience, but again, he gets slower every year on defense. He can make, but as as he gets slower, his ability to make an open three gets better. Facts. You got Duncan Robinson coming on along with, okay, you're looking at five young cats that make up like the real nucleus of that team and then three veterans and then what past that? We, we, it's almost like, do we trade anybody away? Do we try to secure another star? Do we try to get Chris Paul? Do we try to get? Um, we got to give up something for Chris Paul. Like. Exactly. Do we want to give up? Exactly. I'm forgetting about him. Justice Winslow. So he's so injured. That's why. Justice I mean. is the guy that we could dangle right now. He would be the trade piece. Bait, yeah, he'd be the trade bait. And then we would hopefully try to get him for Kelly Olynyk's contract too. It's like here, take this too, by the way. And I again, we'll re- we'll, we'll say this again. Dion Waiters just needs to go. Dion Waiters needs yeah. to not be a part of this team. I don't care if we get it, take a hit in the luxury tax. I know that's not my decision to make because it's not my money. Very easy for me to say. But in terms of just basketball operations, he's a distraction. He's not going to get any minutes. He he got so bitch. mad that Kendrick Nunn and Tyler Hero were going to start over him. That's the thing that people don't realize. They were they were sitting there and going, Dion Waiters is throwing shade at Tyler Hero, but he's just throwing shade all over the place. And people were wondering where the minutes were coming from. And I was thinking to myself, is it really Hero that's going to take those minutes? But w- what none of us realized is that it was fucking Kendrick Nunn that was actually slated to take Dion Waiters' role. So now that Kendrick Nunn is who he is now, and we can sit here on the sidelines thinking to ourselves, why did he feel so threatened by Tyler Hero? Like, yeah, he's a nice player and all right now. He's not a world beater. And he wasn't coming out the gate. He's just a shot maker is what he is. And he can make rebounds, and he can. he's learning to dish out assists and, and facilitate. Hey, I was at that Chicago versus Miami game when the Sunday game where he blew out. Clutched. Clutched. Clutch. He was that guy. He was but that it's mm-hmm. Chicago. But still, it's the position that you're in. He, no, no. And Butler, that's the thing. Butler trusts him. And yeah. he trusts. When Butler goes into an operation, whether it was the Timberwolves or the Sixers recently, he wants to get the most out of the young guys. Look up these stats. So, Cat and Wiggins in Mm -hmm. Minnesota, Simmons and Embiid in the Sixers, and now he shows up here, and they're like, here's an entire team of, like, promising young guys. We don't care if you give them shit. They don't care if you give them shit. We want you to work hard. That's our entire culture. And if you're a winner, 
the entire city is going to adore you. Oh, absolutely. This motherfucker's 19? None? No. A hero? A hero. Yeah, here's yeah. a yeah, here's a baby. He's a fucking baby. He is bro. and he looks like it too. He's every he looks every bit of 19, but except on how he actually carries himself. He's, there's a good crop of of players right now that they aren't this isn't fucking Michael Beasley and Mario Chalmers smoking weed in their car. Yeah. <laughs> they're doing it in a hotel probably, maybe in their own apartment with their boys <laughs> and they're passing those tests. That's hey. what we need, accountability. <laughs> and why? Cuz we said fuck it, we're going to fucking get guys like Duncan Robinson and Myers Leonard cuz yeah. they're the most non-threatening people in the universe. <laughs> Tyler Hero. This is where college comes into play cuz Hero is a Kentucky Wildcat. You know, you know, and and I'm but I'm I am setting up something here though. We'll think about this though. Okay. If you're looking at Everyone in the Heat, they're humble and hungry. Even Winslow. Winslow was someone that might have, it was always teetering between, is he a bust? Is he just like a one-sided defensive guy that's going to come off the bench for the rest of his life? And then last year, he breaks through as a point guard. Very nice facilitator. And basketball IQ guy that like is just looking for a role. Kind of like Lonzo Ball right now. There is no one on our team right now that is a bad character guy. Like, Bam's a real sweet kid. It seems like too sweet almost. Like, Jimmy Butler fucks with him a lot. You saw when Jimmy Butler told him to get off the fucking court and Bam looked at him like a, like a hurt puppy or something like that because he wasn't, like, being nice to him. Like, everyone's okay with that. Everyone's okay in that organization with someone holding a team, like a player holding everybody accountable because everybody who was a player eventually made their way into the front office. Keith Askins, Alonzo Mourning, they want that kind of leadership out of their players. And Jimmy Butler's sitting the whole time like, wait, for real? Everywhere I've been, they tell me not to do this. So you look like the bad guy. <laughs> Stop being such a meanie. <laughs> so Jimmy's such a, a bully, a cyber bully. Guys, I just want to bring this up. I feel like Jimmy is a bit of a meanie. <laughs> I'm going to say Brett Brown from the Sixers. The, Brown, the coach said that. Yeah. yeah, It was like a direct quote. Really? Yeah, that was actually a sound clip. I didn't actually say that. That wasn't an impression or anything. I still want to. Yo, they can't believe they took down that post that Flacco put up. What was it? Oh yeah, uh, a reporter asked uh, Jimmy if he, uh, if it, if his teammates when he was in the Seventy Sixers trained just as hard as he did, and he just flat out bluntly said no. Yeah, it was up. NASA's post unavailable. Mm-hmm. They took it down. Seventy Sixers Illuminati, bro. I'm telling you, bro. They don't want to hear that, bro. <laughs> want to hear that? Boo! I'm sorry, you know. You can try better. You know, at least you try your hardest. Nah, that's the shit you want to hear. You want to be that, like, you know how the, back in the day you have that dad would be, what's wrong with you? <laughs> what are you doing? Well, it's bulletin board material, too. Yeah, exactly. Like, you're supposed to get that and go, okay, you think that? We'll beat you next time or whatever. But no, they just got to scrub it out. But, but well, so Butler's saying that none of them worked hard. Yeah, that's what it, that's what the yeah that's I couldn't read the post because I actually wanted to read it but I was driving. Well, he remember he didn't elaborate. He just gave out a flat out no. But that's what it seemed like. I mean, like with his history with all these different organizations and stuff and how he carries himself and how he's doing it in this league. Yeah, I, I can only imagine that his personality didn't bode well with like an Embiid or Simmons or anybody well, in that uh, matter. With Gen X, with what's uh, the younger generation? Gen Z, Gen, Gen Z. Z, Gen Zs. These are Gen Zs players. Yeah. Well, well, Ben Simmons is like, he seems very just kind of standoffish and cocky and like the kind of person doesn't look at you when they're arguing with you kind of type. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like yeah. Big, he also looks like a big cat, yeah. like a big like puma. Yeah, and, and, and he looks and he carries himself like a big puma. Yeah, and they like and obviously if you're gonna be in that type of like environment, you're gonna get like 
bitten back and barked back by like all your teammates, even though like this is your way of trying to encourage them to do a better fucking job. And because they, they don't want to hear it, no, because they are of that generation where they're super entitled. And you know what, Ben Simmons, mm. he's daily, he's dating fucking uh, Kardashians and shit. Yeah, and then but now he's in a team or Jenners. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever the fuck. <laughs> Whatever the fuck they're called nowadays. Um, but yeah, now but now he's in a team where like most of them are just like rookie second year, third years or whatever. Yeah. Are looking up to him to be like whatever you're gonna t- like you know these are yeah. kids that have watched them last couple of years getting into this moment. No, they've been watching their whole lives. Yeah, Jimmy bro. Butler's been in the yeah, league since like oh eight oh nine. Yeah, oh eight oh nine exactly. So you imagine seeing that guy. It's like yo, I want to learn from this motherfucker. Yeah. and I think that entire team is certainly doing that, and it's showing. And think about this: Ben Simmons is from Australia. Joel Embiid is from Africa. They did not grow up watching Jimmy Butler. Joel Embiid didn't grow up playing basketball. No. Joel Embiid would eat a fucking hamburger before every game, sitting down getting a foot massage, and everyone turns around and goes, he's a little out of shape. I wonder why. He's fucking eating hamburgers. Like, you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> Even though the Heat during the Big Three era were notorious for eating a lot of McDonald's. Yeah. Regardless, still want to champions. If you're a world, if, if you're supposed <laughs> to be a world class athlete, and even Charles fucking Barkley is calling out for being fat, yeah. Oh my god. Even Charles Barkley was like, he needs to get in the pool. You know, he like he needs like he needs to condition himself better. Joel Embiid did. Joel yeah. Embiid is not known for his conditioning. He breaks down in the playoffs, mm-hmm. especially with how intense he plays. He's a great play. He could be a transcendent player if he just went all full LeBron and invested everything in his body. Yeah. That's why that's what make LeBron that's what makes LeBron great is after after Miami he committed his himself to just excellence for his body. That's why he never gets hurt. He doesn't fuck with any of that. Joel Embiid not in the best conditioning shape and Ben Simmons doesn't it, yeah, it video. tells you anything you need to know about Ben Simmons. Yeah. <laughs> everything you need to know about Ben Simmons is that he's actually in the NBA and he had the audacity to think he didn't need to learn how to shoot. Before oh my God, yeah. this is the guy who's like, I'm in the NBA. I don't even know how to shoot, bro. <laughs> like I'm a starting point guard in the NBA, and I don't even fucking have a J. The audacity, yeah, the audacity, the yeah. audacity, and nothing. Hey, and again, no Ooh, hate. Dang, He's in the man. NBA. Good for him. But the reason Jimmy Butler made that comment is because these, these these are entitled people. And what's interesting is that the Sixers are is the new home of Josh Richardson, a homegrown talent mm-hmm. that the Miami Heat got in the second round. Uh, the same year as Justice Winslow, Rook 2. Rook 2 went off to the Sixers, and he's a humble cat. He's trying to make his breakthrough. He's trying. For me, I think Horford and Josh Richardson were the moves to get that team a little less cocky, too. Along with what they bring to the floor, obviously, but their personality types are a little more humble than the, the guys that are on that team right now. Now, let's take it even back further in the Jimmy Butler machine. Okay. And you're looking at Cat Townsend Sorry. and Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins is having a breakout year this year so far. Cat mm-hmm. has always been dominant. Jimmy Butler's knock on them was that they had no heart. That they they just didn't push they didn't, hard. That have intensity in the games too. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah. There's no passion behind it. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it does like make a lot of sense though because it's just. Yeah, you just you don't. I don't know how to explain this, but like with Jimmy, you just get like you you see him out there, and he's just like when like he's just super passionate about like all the shots he makes when right. his teammates makes the shots. And he's and emphatic. He's, he's invested. That's who he is. That's where that's where he's at in that team, and everybody else uh, like outside of him, just all these egos that come into play and shit like that. Yeah, like they're always gonna be like super fucking reserved. And they never want to like just like have a handout. It's like they like you know, 
they do have they got no like choices to get that fucking assist, but in reality, all they do want they just want to be the man that makes the fucking points over and over and over. Again. But Jimmy Butler, he he made even in those okay the Chicago game that that Hiro was talking about, yeah. where he's trusting Tyler Hero to make those shots and he's passing him the ball. Even when he's passing him the ball, it's the most emphatic fucking shit. Where he's mm. sitting there and he's tossing the ball at Tyler Hero, he's like, "You make this fucking shot now." Take it back to when he's with fucking Andrew Wiggins, and he gives him the same opportunity, and Andrew Wiggins limps in because Andrew <laughs> Wiggins looks like a fucking herb, and he just slump shot. I gotta take the shot, or he like gets it and he just like passes it to like you know makes the extra pass instead of just like spotty up and taking the shot and being like assertive about it. Yeah, that's what Butler meant by no heart, and he can't even do that to fucking Simmons because Simmons can't even shoot. He's gonna be like, why'd you pass to me? You know, fuck. Yeah. Jimmy Butler looked out of place. He looked the most in place when he was with that original Chicago team. Mm-hmm. That's when I felt and fell in love with his game. And to have him kind of fall into the right role as a veteran now, it's like we got Dwayne Wade's game, but he went in a time machine like six years back. Yeah. Less facts. injuries, too. Like, Jimmy takes care of himself. Oh, yeah. Yes, you think he's vegan? Anyway. <laughs> so, he's on that Tom Brady diet. You got avocado shakes and shit. Yeah. Avocado ice cream. Avocado ice cream, uh, you know, because uh, I don't know if you saw that episode of South Park where uh, they try to steal his shit. They try to steal oh, his avocado yeah. ice cream? <laughs> no, like he literally takes t- You got to watch the episode, bro. I don't yeah, want to do it. There you go. Then spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> so let's, we're looking at the the Bills actually made the playoffs. Word? Well, yeah. Big shout out to them because uh, someone's got to beat the Patriots. And this week they're playing the Patriots. If the Bills beat the Patriots, they could potentially win the AFC East. Get the fuck what out the of fuck, here. I hope it happens. Bro. If I that hope- happens... If that happens. We're looking at the decline of Tom Brady now, maybe for real, because they have been on a very bad, uh, the offense of the Patriots have been on a very bad stint. Yeah, I got to look this up. Oh I've been God, not been, I have not been paying attention that to kind of remind, that. That kind of reminds me of like Peyton's like, last lap when he was Oof. in the Broncos. Oh, that my was God, rough. you hate to see it. So, damn, it's like. Oh, shit. Well, like, he's not there yet. He's not, yeah, he's he's not, not that bad. bad he yeah. has the, the, the the snap go over his head in the Super Bowl and immediately they're losing. <laughs> Not like that. Yeah, but to see him drop down to like even second tier, it's like to say it. But every year we like, say this, hey, maybe Brady, whatever. And he comes through and he wins his fucking Super Bowl. Yeah. They're 11 and 3. I think they're going to be okay. But if the Bills beat them, they might win the AFC fucking East. That's huge, man. That's Here's another one just for you Dolphins fans. And a couple of weeks ago, I said that Ryan Tannehill was cooked. And I said that good luck with that Tennessee, and that motherfucker has Tennessee back in the fucking playoff. Yeah, they're in the wild card right they're now. In the wild card spot right now, if the Texans keep dropping like they've have been, uh, potentially they could be the fucking winners of the AFC South. Jesus Christ, Ryan fucking Tannehill. What is going on? It's <laughs> the same old people leaving the Dolphins, and getting better somewhere else. Hey, we're cursed, bro. It's there, the curse. There's something in the water, bro. No, man. Remember that fucking hard rock. Joe Robbie, right, is yeah. built on Indian burial ground. All that fuck, like, fucking around with the directly. Fu- no, I'm telling you, man. Like Comanche fucking war, fucking Seminoles and Miccosukees are haunting the shit out of fucking Ryan Fitzpatrick, and that's why the motherfucker is on the Dolphins. Poor guy. Fair they enough, can't win, bro. <laughs> they can't win. Hey, he's Bode. on the dude. I, I I can just name a list of players who gotten better since the, they left the Dolphins. Reggie Bush. Reggie Bush. Dante oh Culpepper God. got better after yeah. Dante. Oof. Let's not talk about Dante. Adamic and Sue. Who else? He had a better season. Wes Welker. Uh, Olivia Vernon. Damn. Yeah. Patrick Sertan. Dan. We talked brought him up earlier. Sam Madison. Did he win a? Well, he, he he played just the two of them got both got dealt to the Chiefs and they had just had they had good careers. Yeah. They just kept being good because we were still good back then. I'm trying to think who else. Oh, there's plenty. Um, fucking um, Ricky. 
Jay Cutler. Jay no, I'm nah. sorry. Not, not that's not what I'm thinking. Of. I'm sorry. Um, not Ricky either. Um, Ricky after us, he, he the, we were his last stop. They didn't. No, you're right. They made the comeback, but they didn't go anywhere else. You're right. Wes Welker. Wes Welker. I already said that. Oh, you said Wes Welker. That's like the one. Yeah, he's the one. He's like, yo, you guys gonna deal me? Well, fuck you. Yo, remember the special teams uh, guy? The guy that we just let go of. Oh, oh, uh, Larry Izzo. Larry Izzo. There's another one. There's another one. Um, Larry Izzo, who famously took a shit on the sidelines. (laughs) Um, Another one is uh, we just let him go this year. The left tackle we had that was really good. Um, oh, I forgot his fucking name. See, uh, when you lost it, you said tackle. I'm like, oh, I'm not. Well, here. every time, oh, Minka Fitzpatrick is a Pro Bowler. It got announced yesterday. Minka Fitzpatrick got dealt to the Steelers, and now he's a Pro Bowler. It's all about the system, bro. I think if you know what, I think it's too much of a well, party scene. with with Fitzpatrick is that they were always trying to make him just okay. Listen, we have no good players, uh, Minka. So can you just play whatever position we have the 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 biggest gap in, where in. Pittsburgh, he's in. A, he's actually in a system where, as here, there was no system. It was just like, well, you could play like a couple of positions, right? Like he's fucking Alfredo Fonseca or some shit. Like this is baseball, and you can do utility. No, he's like, no, I want to cover the slot. <laughs> like, let me cover the slot because in the, that's it. That's his position. If they run, he can scoop up a fumble. Good position to kind of pick up something off the middle. The slot guy is usually the guy getting breaking into the zone and fucking up the defense the most. So that's his body type. It's big enough. He's fast enough. That's where he needs to be on the field. No one of the Dolphins was was listening to that. God, we're awful, man. Indians. I'm telling you. Native American Americans. spirits are haunted. Crisscross applesauce. You can't say Indian style anymore, by the way. It's crisscross applesauce, just so you know. <laughs> this is the world we Duly live noted. in. <laughs> so Native American sitting. Anyway, so they're haunting the fuck out of your Miami Dolphins so much that since... They were like, okay, listen, we're big Marino fans, so we're going to let him stick around. He's never going to win a Super Bowl, though. Ha, 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 ha. And after him, you guys are pretty much just cursed. You're going to have 22 quarterbacks. 22. God damn. And in counting, because they already can tell the future. I, I think, honestly, let's count. What do you think is the count until we get the next quarterback? We should just have a, pool, a, a bet on that. Price is right style. How many quarterbacks? Because we're at 22 right now. 24. Sorry. How long have we been undefeated? How many years? 23. I'm sorry. 23. It's been 74, so that's like, what, like 20? 72? No, no, I'm sorry. What the fuck am I talking about? 25. Um, how many years have we been undefeated as a team? 35? Was it 35 years ago? I think so, yeah. Yeah, 35 quarterbacks. I'll 30, 45. Yeah. Oh, my like that. God. Oh, nice. Damn. That's a lot more years of futility, man. We're at 23. I'm going to say 25 to 26. I think we're going to have a couple more buzz. So you got some hope? Yeah. I get there's some hope. I think it's some. Ah, I'm going to be with my kids and be like, see, when I was growing up, the Dolphins suck. <laughs> and like, you're all spoiled now. They're winning. Well, good for you, kid. <laughs> you know, I'll, I don't think the Canes are ever going to be good again. Uh, oh, my God, man. I, I don't think know. so. I'll say I like, got to. Yeah, yeah right. I, I'll say like five why, years. Why were the Canes good in the first place? First, oh, because first of all, hello, uh, fuck, oh my God, Jimmy, Jimmy Johnson, lo- Jimmy Johnson, okay. local scouting. Local oh scouting. yeah, we, the state of Florida. Yeah, exactly. Like the state of Florida, Florida. all the way up to like Day uh, in Daytona Beach, where we got all the high schools. My, Miami Day was untapped talent in the '80s. Nobody really mm-hmm. sought out the talent down here. And when the guy with the confusing name, uh, he's really old. Forgot his name. Oh, oh, Schellenberger? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. So Schellenberger shows up, and he's like, uh, we're going to recruit locals. We're going to have them play. We're going to get them scholarships somehow, right? And they're going to be on our fucking football team. And every time Santana Moss, and then down the line, Mm -hmm. 
the next generation over would always be local crop talent that would come through. Why? Because if not, those kids would not have any, any other opportunity. Yeah. That is not the case anymore. South mm-hmm. Florida is known as a bank for high school for a football talent in the NFL. Yeah, did you hear about what happened? the the last uh, the last uh, eight games seven, uh, in terms of like the national like high school football championships? Seven of those games were won by South Florida schools. Yeah, South Florida is the best right now. The best football dude. region in the United States ever, yeah, ever, bro. but like, ever technically. And but exactly that though. Fuck te- you, Alabama. Te- 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 <laughs> and Louisiana, and Texas, and yeah. California, and all those places. It's that you. But Teddy Bridgewater, Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. all these guys. Get, uh, Antonio Brown, Brown yeah. all all South Florida talent. Frank Gore, but everyone knows about them now. So it's not like you're just going to sneak in as you and be like, listen, kid, it's us or nobody. No, everybody, everybody knows who that kid is. And it's less of a chance that that kid is going to stay in Miami because he wants to get out. He wants to leave back behind all the people that are going to hit him up for money. He doesn't want to live at his mom's house anymore. He wants to just leave. And, and, they, and the recruiters know that. And that's how they get him away from Miami. Big man on campus. That's what they want, bro. They're trying to get their willy sucked. Yeah, man. Yeah, and, and out of Miami, they are... In some random Alabama town, they are the With, exception to it, the rule. It's so crazy because, like, even though, like, obviously, like, the University of Miami hasn't had, like, the brightest last couple of years, especially after that. A couple of years? Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, now it's about to be the last fucking decade. Um, I'm saying. Yeah, like, we still get more recruits going to the NFL. Like, we're, like, the top university to, like, for talent. So I don't understand how you can find so much great fucking talent in our team, but as a squad together with all these like great talent, we still can't like because make not, it happen cuz not everybody's talented. Yeah, evidently so. Yeah, yeah, but at the same but UM is great at producing talent. Yeah, it's great at producing exactly that's but, what I'm saying. But it, they're not getting like the bank of talent that they had before nah, where man. people are just like the when your third string running back is Frank fucking Gore. Yeah. And, and ahead of him is Clinton Portis and Willis McGahee. That God, gives yeah, you an idea they, yeah. of what you're fucking working with back then. That's not, yeah, there's no more yeah, reloading. We're not, yeah, we're never going to get that type of concentration ever again. It's dude. all Jacory Harris, bro. Oh, That's all this. Man, <laughs> fuck Jacory Harris, bro. Man. Fuck Jacory Harris. You know, Damn. fuck Jacory Harris. And you know what? At least Brad Kaya was like, because I, me and a oh, homie Kaya. met fucking Jacory, like Jacory Harris one time, and he just had like, the most snobbish fucking like attitude, like he was the shit. I was like, "Fuck you, bro!" I saw the FSU game. You shitted on motherfucker. You're Jacory Harris, bitch. Don't forget that. Yeah, remember who the fuck you are. Dude. You remember who you are, Jacory Harris. You ain't nobody. Did you get drafted? Nah. <laughs> you should have told him like that. You ain't even drafted. My sports meltdown here, brought to you by Joel Radio. Big shout out to John Jolt, by the way. Love John Jolt. Just love shouting him out. Oh, Christmas party. Happy Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, Merry, everybody. Merry Christmas, we, everyone. Listen, if you don't celebrate Christmas, don't don't get don't get so mad about it. Cause when we say Merry Christmas, just whatever you celebrate, imagine we're saying that. But we're really saying Merry Christmas. Get a fucking tree in your house. <laughs> Chris Kringle. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. I say Happy holidays. Fuck this summer. Happy holidays. It's happy a gender holidays. neutral term. Yeah. <laughs> it's a holiday. <laughs> Yo, uh, do you, Die Hard's my favorite Christmas movie. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that yes. wild? Didn't you know Die Hard's an action movie, but it's actually my favorite Christmas movie? Odd, bro. 
fact. How why is that daring? Even, why is that even still a debate? It's a fucking Christmas movie. You know what else is a Christmas movie? What? Iron Man 3. And nobody oh, talks about it. Oh, no, it's right. Ew, It's man. two. Is it three? Yeah, it's three. three. Yeah, it's three. It's, it's three. for sure three. Oh, yeah, because it does happen in Christmas. Gosh. It oh. counts. It counts. That was, that was Santa giving us a fucking coal of a movie. What's your... <laughs> Pretty Boy Flocka, what is your favorite Christmas carol and your most hated Christmas carol? My favorite Christmas moment would probably be like Jingle Bells and shit. My most <laughs> hated one is Silent Night. Jingle the Bells yo, and shit. It's what? <laughs> Silent <laughs> Night? Silent Night. I what hate What you got it. against some fucking Christ, dog? It's just like, look, no no disrespect. It's just too slow of a draw. Oh, my God. It just <laughs> keeps <laughs> going. Like, it's too slow. Cairo. Uh, uh, Guapo Tigre. Uh, mi burrito sabanero. Nice yeah, answer. Okay. Uh, worse? I just like the real like churchy ones. Though. I'd say like I'm, a, I'm not. Oh, oh yeah. come all you faithful or whatever. Yeah, it's like yeah, whatever. Right, come. My favorite one I think is the John Lennon one because you know Mary Xmas or whatever the fuck. And the one that I hate the most is every single other one. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. I wish we had more people because it'd be like if someone shout out the Mariah Carey one highlight. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that Mariah Carey song everybody seems to fuck with still. Yo, it's number one on the Billboard. It's right number now. one on the Billboard. She's Billboard. timeless. Timeless, baby. She's oh, fuck Nick Cannon. She's, she's <laughs> oh my god, she's still she's not still nah, married. Nah, 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 nah. That's talking shit. God, bro. You uh, saw that Nick Cannon looks like a Mortal Kombat character now. Oh yeah. Yeah, he looks like an unlockable character. Like, you gotta pay like five bucks for something. Like five bucks, and you get to play as Nick Cannon in Mortal Kombat. It's the Miami Sports Meltdown. I'm Danny Muller. I'm Pretty Boy Flacco and Wapo DD. We'll catch you next time on here. Jolt Radio. Remember to check out Panther Coffee. Six locations in Miami to serve you. Ask your local cafe why the fuck they aren't serving Panther Coffee. Serve that shit. Cold brews is shit, bro. It's crack. Bye, Miami. <laughs>